the fourteenth day of the month. Like a city breached without walls is one who lacks self-control. Proverbs 25, verse 28. Athletes exercise self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable one. 1 Corinthians 9, verse 25. Today we consider self-control as a fruit of the Spirit. Self-discipline is not a favorite pursuit for most of us. Self-indulgence is the more popular pursuit, for that is much less work and certainly more fun in the short term. In the verse above from 1 Corinthians, Paul seeks to motivate us by comparing the short and the long view of things. The wreaths of wilting laurel leaves placed upon the heads of winning athletes in ancient times is not to be compared to what James 1.12 calls the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. As a part of your offering to God today, honestly answer these questions. In what part of my life do I have sufficient self-control? In what areas do I need to improve? Am I determined to bring about improvement with the help of God? Opening prayer. God, you call me to ever greater devotion and service. Help me to have under self-control every impulse that distracts me from loving you, every impediment that disrupts my work for you. As a trainer prepares an athlete for the contest, so discipline me that I may grow in strength and endurance and may receive the crown of life from your hand. Shine forth with such beauty that I may willingly accept even your necessary correction of me, that I may value above all your eternal realm and its righteousness. Through Jesus Christ, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Amen. Psalm 119, verses 1 through 8. Happy are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. Happy are those who keep his decrees, who seek him with their whole heart, who also do no wrong, but walk in his ways. You have commanded your precepts to be kept diligently. Oh, that my ways may be steadfast in keeping your statutes. Then I shall not be put to shame, having my eyes fixed on all your commandments. I will praise you with an upright heart. When I learn your righteous ordinances, I'll observe your statutes. Do not utterly forsake me. From the book of Genesis, chapter 45, verses 1 through 15. Then Joseph could not control himself before all those who stood by him, and he cried, Have everyone go out from me. So there was no man with him when Joseph made himself known to his brothers. He wept so loudly that the Egyptians heard it, and the household of Pharaoh heard it. Then Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? But his brothers could not answer him, for they were dismayed at his presence. Then Joseph said to his brothers, Please come closer to me. And they came closer, and he said, I am your brother Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. Now do not be grieved or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me here before you to preserve life. For the famine has been in the land these two years, and there are still five years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. God sent me before you to preserve for you a remnant in the earth, and to keep you alive by a great deliverance. Now, therefore, it was not you who sent me here, but God. 
and he has made me a father to Pharaoh, and lord of all his people, and ruler over all the land of Egypt. Hurry, and go up to my father, and say to him, Thus says your son Joseph, God has made me lord of all Egypt. Come down to me, do not delay. You shall live in the land of Goshen, and you shall be near me, you and your children and your children's children, and your flocks and your herds and all that you have. There I will also provide for you, for there are still five years of famine to come, and you and your household and all that you would have provished. Behold, your eyes see, and the eyes of my brother Benjamin see, that it is my mouth which is speaking to you. Now you must tell my father of all my splendor in Egypt, and all that you have seen, and you must hurry and bring my father down here. Then he fell on his brother Benjamin's neck and wept, and Benjamin wept on his neck. He kissed all his brothers and wept on them, and afterwards his brothers talked with him. From 1 Corinthians 7, verses 32 through 40. But I want you to be free from concern. One who is unmarried is concerned about the things of the Lord, how he may please the Lord. But one who is married is concerned about the things of the world, how he may please his wife, and his interests are divided. The woman who is unmarried and the virgin is concerned about the things of the Lord, that she may be holy both in body and spirit. But one who is married is concerned about the things of the world, how she may please her husband. This I say for your own benefit, not to put a restraint upon you, but to promote what is appropriate and to secure undistracted devotion to the Lord. But if any man thinks that he is acting unbecomingly toward his virgin daughter, if she is past her youth, and if it must be so, let him do what he wishes. He does not sin. Let her marry. But he who stands firm in his heart, being under no constraint, but has authority over his own will, and has decided this in his own heart, to keep his own virgin daughter, he will do well. So then both he who gives his own virgin daughter in marriage does well, and he who does not give her in marriage will do better. A wife is bound as long as her husband lives. But if her husband is dead, she is freed to be married to whom she wishes, only in the Lord. But in my opinion, she is happier if she remains as she is, and I think that I also have the Spirit of God. From the Gospel of Mark, chapter 6, verses 1 through 13. Jesus went out from there and came into his hometown, and his disciples followed him. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and the many listeners were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? And what is this wisdom given to him, and such miracles as these performed by his hands? Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon? Are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, except in his hometown, and among his own relatives and in his household. And he could do no miracle there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he wondered at their unbelief. And he was going around the village teaching. And he summoned the twelve, and began to send them out in pairs, and gave them authority over the unclean spirits. And he instructed them that they should take nothing for their journey except a mere staff, no bread, no bag, no money in their belt, but to wear sandals. And he added, Do not put on two tunics. And he said to them, Whenever you enter a house, 
Stay there until you leave town, any place that does not receive you or listen to you as you go out from there. Shake the dust off the soles of your fleet for a testimony against them. They went out and preached that men should repent, and they were casting out many demons and were anointing with oil many sick people and healing them. This is the readings of the Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Tuesday's Prayer God, our rock and our salvation, undergird us with your strength, lest we fail because we rely upon ourselves alone. Assist us with your Holy Spirit, that we may abide in your love and trust in your grace. Spread upon us your transforming power. Overpower us with your goodwill and forgiveness, offered to us and to all through Christ our Savior. Amen. A prayer by Derek Balston from the Methodist Prayer Handbook 2022. Lord God, we acknowledge that all have sinned and fallen short of your glory, and that all need to be saved from their sins. We rejoice that through the life, death, and resurrection of Christ all may be saved. This is the gift of your gospel. We rejoice that through the witness of the Holy Spirit all may know themselves saved. This is the gift of your grace. We rejoice that through the work of the Holy Spirit all may be saved to the uttermost. This is the gift of your glory. Lord God, for this, your great work of salvation, we give you thanks and praise. Amen. The Lord's Prayer, Traditional Text Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Receive this benediction from a 13th century Sarum liturgy. God be in your head and in your understanding. God be in your eyes and in your looking. God be in your mouth and in your speaking. God be in your heart and in your thinking. God be at your end and at your departing. Amen.